because it's been 32 years since they won a playoff game. And just Evan Buffalo right back down the field. Take a 31-17 lead. Seven minutes to go over the Steelers. Bills now 13.5-point favorites on the live line. You got to lay minus 250, though. The Steelers are uh, plus 180, if you like them, plus 13.5. 25-1 to come back and win the game. The total, 50 and a half. That is Trista Crick. I'm PJ Glasser. Ryan Horvat, Nick Ashu off today. Brad Evans going to join us in moments. But, uh, Trista, that was that was an impressive drive by the Bills. I, I was saying to you, uh, this to you off air, I think, and Gabe Davis obviously out this weekend and who knows about next weekend, but I think Khalil Shakir has surpassed him mm. in terms of just pure reliability. When I was in Buffalo last year, there was a lot of circula circulating rumors and questions about whether Gabe Davis – was going to get an extension or whether it was going to stay in Buffalo. I don't think he does now. I don't think you can pay him because the thing was that was really happening was they, they thought there was no other guy right. to step in and take the place of big game Gabe. And it appears we now have somebody getting their playoff moment in Shakir. It's been awesome. I, you're, you're completely right as he's more consistent. Gabe Davis, I feel like his game log, he'll go two straight games where he doesn't have a catch. Yes. And then he'll have a game where he has six for 109 and two touchdowns, and then there's, like, no in-between. So he is just the definition of boom or bust. We'll keep you posted on Steelers Bills. Time to check in, though, with our guest, Brad Evans. You can follow him on Twitter, at Noisy Huevos. He is the co-host for Live on the Line on Stadium. Brad, how are you? Hola, amigos! Uh, can we get to two measly carries initially from Najee Harris? It's a simple ask. That's all I need. Oh, I hope so, Brad. I don't know if, well, Jalen Warren just got a carry, so hopefully they bring in Najee <laughs> to, uh, to get you one of these carries. Uh, Brad, it looks like we're going to have Buffalo against Kansas City. There is still six minutes yep. to go, but that looks like it's going to be the game. It appears that the, the lines out there right now are Buffalo minus three. At home next week, we know it's going to be Mahomes' first career playoff road game. So your initial thoughts on, on Bills' Chiefs next week and the Bills laying three? Uh, yeah, I like Buffalo, guys. I really do. Uh, this team uh, seems to be ascending at the right time. Um, you know, over the final seven weeks of the NFL regular season, they were top 10 in EPA per play offense and EPA per play defense. So a team uh, seems to be peaking at the right time. Uh, I know that it was a little bit touch and go there for a moment in the game today after getting up 21-0. And, you know, Pittsburgh had a fighting chance to really make this a contest. But, you know, that uh, last drive uh, was demoralizing for the Steelers and really shows the potential of the Buffalo Bills. I mean, you got Josh Allen, the ultimate uh, scoring duelist in the NFL, between with the arm and certainly with the legs, as we saw with that 52-yard scamper, very impressively uh, shedding tacklers and also getting separation on the sprint to the end zone in that first half. So, you know, the Bills, I still think, have some shortcomings defensively. Uh, but you look at Kansas City, their biggest issue is defending the run. I know they've done a better job here the last couple of weeks, uh, but really over the second half of the season, that was an area of concern. I think you get a heavy dose of Josh Allen on the ground with James Cook at that one-two punch and move the chains uh, quite successfully. So knowing that, knowing the home environment, we'll see what the weather has in store for this game next week. Uh, but two cold weather teams that certainly can thrive in those conditions, uh, but still given, uh, again, the shortcomings of Kansas City on the ground defensively and the issues they've had inside the red zone at times this year gives the advantage to the side of the Buffalo Bills. 
A team that we didn't even know was going to make the playoffs. You talk about peaking at the right time, Brad. The Green Bay Packers, who knock off my Cowboys in Dallas. They were 8-0 at home and no mo. They are all the way still home while the Packers go on the road to San Francisco. That's a fun match. We've seen that match in the playoffs a couple of other times. Uh, Niners seem to get the best of the Packers, but the number is 10, Brad. What are your initial thoughts on that one? It's aggressive. Uh, I will say that. I saw that number when it opened. I'm like, uh, how much action is really going to be on the Green Bay Packers? I think a considerable amount because the recency bias is indeed a hell of a drug. And Jordan Love is playing at an exceptional level. I, I was hoping he would be trash as a Chicago Bears fan. But unfortunately, uh, another you know story quarterback uh, could be in development. Just a masterful performance by him. Uh, yesterday, Aaron Jones uh, was off the hook as well. Uh, Romeo Dobbs uh, with some massive catches in that game. You know, the, the one shocker was the fact that Jaden Reed didn't do Jack nor squad, and really he had been the money man uh, down the stretch. So uh, that is a great indication uh, that guys can step up and really take advantage of the situation for this Green Bay Packers franchise. I think the area of concern that I have is defensively. What unit really shows up? And the one uh, thing with San Francisco is they just have so many weapons that can beat you. They got the tour de force, of course, and Christian McCaffrey. And, of course, Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. And also Debo Samuel. They can use those guys in a variety of ways. And Brock Purdy typically keeps the jersey clean. So the offensive line of San Francisco does its job. I think Green Bay is going to have a big old fat slice of humble pie. So initially, my lean is laying the chalk here with San Francisco and that 10. Brad, watching all of the teams play so far during Super Wildcard Weekend, obviously we have one game left. But of the teams you have seen, is there a player that has kind of jumped out to you from what you saw this weekend that you're going to be looking to back, you know, moving forward, whether it's somebody on the Texans or maybe, you know, Josh Reynolds was a good spark for the Lions last night. Some of these under-the-radar guys, like, is there a player that you saw that you could see yourself backing in the prop market again next week? Well, of course, guys, I'm going to back my guy, mandatory Montgomery. David Montgomery, probably anytime touchdown market. Uh, that's like an instant bet every single week. Uh, but really looking at Detroit and the variety of players. Yeah, Josh Reynolds was a standout revenge game, uh, so to speak, yep. against his former employer there in the L.A. Rams. Uh, I think that was more of a, kind of a bolt from the blue. Uh, I don't know if that's going to really happen again. I do like Jameer Gibbs quite a bit. And uh, the way the Lions uh, utilize this new pack, really exchanging them series to series, you're going to see that moving forward. You know, Montgomery is the primary goal line guy. That's why I love him every single week in any time TV market. But Gibbs got it as well because he has that open field, Jimmy and Jake and Burst and Wiggle, uh to shoot away from uh, 15 tacklers and find his way in the end zone. So I'll probably be on to Jameer Gibbs' uh, total yards props. Uh, Gibbs certainly in the reception market as well. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I am all in right now on the Honolulu Blue. Uh, even though I'm a Bears fan, it was hard to, you know, the fans openly weep at the Lions finally getting victory after being uh, stymied for the playoffs over three decades. Just a tremendous development last night. I was going to have PJ ask this question. I saved it for him, but he went with props, so I'm going to take it. Uh, looks like it's going to be Texans-Ravens. 
lot of Ravens yep. fans, dumb ones, uh, wanted to play the Steelers, <laughs> a divisional rival, which makes absolutely no sense. But, man, C.J. Stroud is balling. Nico Collins looks like an absolute star. Stud-like behavior. They're figuring out a way to get production out of the guys, even without Tank Dell. But they're going on the road to Baltimore, very, very tough place to play. And it looks like Mark Andrews could be making his way back soon. What do you like there? Yeah, we'll see about Mark Andrews. He's got that window, of course, to return to practice. Uh, Maybe a ramp up for him, assuming that Baltimore wins this game uh, to see him in the conference title uh, game. But uh, look, uh, Baltimore, I think, is going to ultimately crush uh, the Houston Texans. Uh, C.J. Stroud, you know, a strict dichotomy exists between his home and road splits uh, we've seen this season. Uh, well north of 100 passer rating at home, well south of 100 passer rating on the road. And you're facing a secondary uh, in the Baltimore Ravens at right number two in pass EPA defense over the last seven weeks of the regular season. Uh, this is going to be a Lamar Jackson show. I'm going to probably take him uh, on the over on rush yards. Uh, I may take him on the over on passing yards. Uh, we'll see about Andrews. Uh, Gus the Bus Edwards, probably a good shot for him to find the end zone, the anytime TD market is usually gets ball to the belly there inside the 10 yard line. And I think ultimately the Baltimore Ravens are going to be living in the red zone because honestly, guys, as the kids would say, this Texas defense has largely been just mid here over the second half of the season. So, yeah, I'm, I'm afraid of they're going to exit stage left, though, a tremendous a wild card weekend win for them, certainly for them to at least take a bow on this year, and especially C.J. Stroud. Brad, what about tonight's game? What are you looking at in uh, Eagles and Bucks? Oh, too much. Uh, look, I like Tampa on the money line straight up. We'll keep it uh, simple, down, and dirty. Uh, you know, you look at this Philadelphia team just limping into the playoffs. Uh, no A.J. Brown, obviously, and that changes the entire offensive dynamic. Jalen Hurts going to have to make plays with his legs. I do like him in the eight-time touchdown market. I uh, saw it a couple of shops. You can get that at, like, low minus odds, right around plus 100. May sprinkle a little action as well, the over on rush attempts and rush yards. Uh, but ultimately, you know, maybe outside of Dallas Goddard, uh, uh, Devontae Smith, who is really going to step up for this team? Is it going to be like a Quez Watkins? Uh, I have severe reservations. And I know a lot of you are thinking, oh, way back in week three, this team won in Tampa 25-11. to 11. But the evolution of these teams has gone in different directions. Uh, Tampa playing much better defensively, evidenced by the number 14 ranking and total EPA defense over the last seven weeks. They've been uh, just as good offensively. Both these teams inside the top 12 in EPA per play offense, but I think Baker, Baker, the touchdown maker is going to arrive. I got him on the over one and a half passing touchdowns. My cousin, Mike Evans, who's got all the LinkedIn athleticism in the Evans family, I think is going to have a baller shot collar game like him in the anytime TD market at plus 100. Took him on the over 66 and a half receiving yards as well. And here's a little dark horse candidate for you, Rashad White. Give me the over in the alt market. On rush yards, on that being 75 or more, plus 145 gets seduced by that by juice because it could be a 20-carry kind of game for him against an Eagles front line, number 31 in rush EPA defense over the last seven weeks. Talk about alternate numbers. What do you think about your cousin, Mike Evans, 100-plus yeah. receiving yards, plus 265? Ugh. 
Oh, that's downright sexy. Uh, that's worth a little <laughs> sprinkle as well. You know, he's going to get uh, not so big play Darius Slay most often in coverage. And when Slay has been on the field this season, yeah, he's given up a sub 100 passer in his assignments, but he's also allowed a 63.2 catch percentage. Uh, Mike Evans is uh, one of the ultimate kings of consistency of all time, really. A guy that just goes out there, gives it his all every single week, really stretches the defense. And him and Baker of Mayfield have had some nice chemistry on the field. That's why Baker Mayfield is numero uno in deep ball total pass attempts in the regular season. You look at Mike Evans, numero uno in total area yards. Numero uno in deep ball targets as well. He could get it, you know, upwards of half, if not greater than that, on a single catch. So I do like Mike Evans to get at or near 100 yards at that kind of number, awfully alluring. Brad, you know, Tristan and I have been going back and forth on the total. It opened up at 44. It's down to 43. With the way the Eagles have been playing defense, though, the last, like, six, seven weeks of the season, I kind of like the over. Do you have any thoughts on the total yeah. in the game? Yeah, I kind of like the over as well. Again, as you mentioned it, uh, you hit the nail right on top of the head. I mean, the Eagles have been rubbish on defense. Uh, they have been just downright stanky, uh, as uh, evidenced by their number 27 ranking. Uh, and pass EPAD already outlined the rush EPA defense being number 31. They aren't stopping anyone. They couldn't tackle a toddler right now. Uh, and I, I tell you what, uh, I think it's going to be uh, more of the same uh, tonight there in hostile territory. Again, with all the weapons at his disposal, as long as the offensive line can adequately protect Baker Mayfield, uh, I think he's going to go absolutely berserk in this game. Only had 146 yards and one passing touchdown in that prior matchup. But no two games are really ever the same. And again, that was like decades ago when that game was played. Look at the structure of the team right now. Uh, and Tampa Bay just checks all the boxes. Uh, so I think both these teams, given their shortcomings defensively, and, you know, the Bucks do have some flaws in that capacity. Yeah, I, I believe points shall be plentiful there by the Bay. So I'll take the over as well. He is Brad Evans, co-host, live on the line on Stadium. You can follow him on Twitter, at Noisy Huevos. Brad, always appreciate the time. Good luck on your bets tonight. Thanks, Brad. Oh, we didn't catch Najee Harris. Time to chase. Time to chase. Brad responsibly. Evans. Responsibly. That's exactly right. <laughs> All right, Trista, we're winding down. Less than two minutes, or we just hit the two-minute warning in Bills and Steelers. Buffalo's up 31-17. to 17. It's going to be interesting to see what they do if they, you know, just take a knee or if they try and run a play, uh, if they end up kicking a field goal as well, or if they just try and punch it in for a touchdown. Um, so we'll see what happens here. Looks like uh, they're kicking here. They are kicking. Tyler Bass. Tyler Bass, one for two today, made a 45-yarder and had his 49-yard field goal blocked. This is from 27 Yards away to make it a 34-17 game. Oh, oh, he shanked it. And guess who took a live alt? And guess who took an alternate Steelers plus 16 and a half and enjoyed that shank? Your boy did. Yeah, yeah, he did. We needed that, Trista. Maybe it's going to be that kind of wow. night. So the Steelers, wow. maybe there's some life left. We'll see. We'll update you on their drive. That is what incredible. What happens with a minute? 57 to go. We have lines that have dropped on BetMGM for Texans, Ravens, and Chiefs bills. We'll tell you about that on the other side of the break.
It's time for our hosting trifecta to take a break. We'll be right back with more on BetMGM tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL.